A Republican flips a state Senate seat in a district previously won by Biden by 25 points. New York City is not allowing medical exemptions for vaccine mandate. Twitter will allow the Taliban to remain on their platform if they follow the rules. And Defense Secretary says that the U.S. is not capable of evacuating large numbers of people from Afghanistan. And this includes almost 40,000 Americans that are stranded there. We're going to all this and more in just one second. Please drop me a like, subscribe, and post notifications on even a single day. If you can, if you support my show, a lot of these episodes have been getting demonetized. If you can, please become a channel member on YouTube, channel member on Facebook, or even a Patreon member. We greatly appreciate it. Now let's get right into this. So a Republican flips a state Senate seat in a district previously won by Biden. In Connecticut, a Republican candidate for the state Senate has flipped a seat in a district where Joe Biden won by 25% during the 2020 presidential run. Now, this is either uh, verification that the election was stolen or people are waking up in the masses. Hey, it could be both. Because he won it by about 3%. So that's a 28% swing in the vote in just a year, not even eight months. Congratulations, uh, it'd be about a year now. Congratulations, Republican Ryan Fazio uh, for winning Connecticut Senate District 36. Biden won this district by 25 points in 2020, and tonight it flipped red. The RNC was proud of the work by the CT GOP to get out to vote. Now, I want to see how many uh, people actually voted in this, because I think that could be pretty important. Uh, if I had to guess, it's probably like one of those districts where there's <laughs> only like 200 people voting. Uh, let's see, Ballotpedia. Um, I should have had this up. Let's see, results. So when you get down to these local elections, and these, there's a special election, when you get down to them, it's so hard to find uh, how the voting actually went. Like even the, the local newspapers don't even show the results. It's ridiculous. Competitive. Ah, oh, jeez. Okay, here we go. Fazio, he got 8,911 votes, 50%. The Democrat got 8,459 votes. So he won by four, about 400 to 500 votes, probably 450, 460 votes maybe. I, I, I mean, a win's a win. Total votes was only 17,000. Very, very small sample size. But regardless, if this is something Biden won in that district by 25%, and he's coming out there with a 3% win, that's still still significant. Let's continue. Uh, Ryan Fazio defeated uh, Alexis Gavin on Tuesday less than by 3% votes. Uh, okay. Um, Gaver has never held public office and is known for advocating for gun control. She also supports state funding for Planned Parenthood and universal absentee voting. Republicans are praising Fazio's win and hope it's a, a preview on the 2022 congressional midterms. And he said, thank you. I'm grateful beyond words the community trust they've placed in. I will work hard every day to validate it as your state senator. Now the real work begins. It's time to bring a positive change for our state government and a brighter future in Connecticut. Uh, I think the recipe uh, ultimately for statewide victory for Republicans is to continue to do better in places like this place and eastern Connecticut, but also stop the losses or reverse the losses in lower Fairfield County. In previous elections, Trump gained 36% of the vote in the District 36, uh, while Biden gained 61%. Fazio ran in the seat in 2020, but lost to the Democrat, 
who resigned from her position. More than 98,000 people live in the district, but less than 18,000 people voted in the special election. A similar win occurred in Texas when Mayor whatever won in a Rio Grande Valley where Biden won by 15%. That's the thing. This is what we've been saying. This is why they want massive mail-in ballots, because if they don't give everybody a piece of paper to fill out Democrat, the Democrats are going to lose with flying colors because Republicans, we're the ones that are more active when it comes to our knowledge of politics. We're the ones more active on who is running. We're the ones that's more active that we're going to go out and actually vote. The average person, everyday person, for most part, doesn't really care. Doesn't go out of the way to do it. Doesn't know who they're voting for or what they're doing. All they know is orange man bad from TV. Vote for a Democrat. So that's why they have to send it to everybody's door. But when people are actually educated on the issues, when people are actually involved, when people are actually contributing to society and, and want to vote on that society that they're contributing to, they tend to be Republicans. That's why we need. That's why they need massive mail-in elections. One for the fraud, and two just to get uneducated people to vote. They even said this during the, the last general election. They even said the more people who vote, the more likely Trump is to lose. New York City will not allow medical exemptions for vaccine mandate. With New York City now requiring proof of vaccination at any virtual all indoor events and venues, Americans feel the lack of freedom. Now, Tim Pool tweeted out. He was on the phone in New York City via 311, and he was told that there were no medical exemptions for COVID vaccine mandate. He said, I am told if you are unable to get the vaccine due to medical reasons, you will not be able to enter buildings under this mandate. Tim Pool tweeted that out. Uh, Democrats claim that all Americans need to get vaccinated in order to protect those who are medically unable. Who are medically un unable. They, however... Uh, I'm writing policy fail to legally protect medical exempt persons. Uh, I don't understand what was written there. Someone like Olivia Sander, who has Julian Barr syndrome, is physically unable to receive the COVID-19 vaccination without determined to her health. Sander was told by all of her doctors that an injection of the vaccine result in permanent paralysis to her body. And it was tweeted out that she gave up her $200,000 scholarship to attend BYU Hawaii. Her doctors told her that the vaccine would paralyze her forever. BYUH told her that she can't attend if she isn't vaccinated. Her doctor sent an exemption letter and she was denied. Can you believe that? Denying a, a girl because she has a, an, an illness that would cause her to be paralyzed if she took the vaccine. So that school would be totally fine with her becoming paralyzed in order to attend the school. Absolute madness. Her dream school, BYU-Hawaii, had a mandate in place requiring all students to be inoculated. Sanders had already received $200,000 in scholarship but gave them up to attend, uh, to attend her dream school in Hawaii. However, her medical exemption signed by doctors was rejected by the school. She was turned away as a result of an uncontrollable disorder that made her unable to get the jab. These are the people that Democrats claim to be working to help. However, with every passing piece of legislation or policy, they hurt them further. Absolutely insane. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, that's the modern-day Democrats for you. It's, it, it is completely and utterly insane, and I'm completely lost for words. I don't even think i got to say anything because I think you guys could fill in the blanks. Twitter will allow the Taliban to remain on their platform if they follow the rules. 
Yes, Twitter has allowed Taliban members to remain on the site as long as they don't break any rules. The New York Post reported, unlike former President Donald Trump that faces and voices of the reconstituted Taliban regime in Afghanistan can apparently tweet to their hearts content. In a statement obtained by Meditate Tuesday, Twitter ducked the question of whether it would bar representatives of the Islamic fundamental group from getting their message out to 280 characters at a time, saying only that it would continue to pro pro proactively enforce its own rules outstanding the glorification of violence, platform manipulation, and spam. Now, the thing is, people have been banned off of social media for stuff they've done outside of social media before. So, hey, you can go ahead, go around beheading people. As long as you're not saying anything mean on Twitter, you're fine. The Taliban will not be banned from Twitter so long as the people abide by the rules set forth by the platform. Now, me personally, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I kind of think that it might be people in the military, people in intelligence agencies, that might be telling Twitter, do not ban the Taliban. Because we need an open line of direct communication to them. We want to geo-track them as they use your app. We want to see what they're saying. We want to see if they're giving any hints. Because if they completely block and ban the Taliban from using anything, they're going to be kind of in the dark. At least they'll have something to feed off of, some little breadcrumb somewhere. That's my personal opinion. Me personally, guess what? I don't think they should be banned for that reason. But at the same exact time, Twitter set themselves up for failure by enforcing their rules unfairly against conservatives, against the damned former president of the United States of America. They put themselves in a position where they can get completely roasted and completely demolished by critics like ourselves. But we need to, le we need to remember that it could be some people in our government that are saying we, we need to keep these lines of communication open with the Taliban for, you know, safety reasons, uh, intel reasons and whatnot. Twitter's top priority is keeping people safe, and we remain vigilant. They said they're allowing a known terror group to operate on their site. The Taliban has surprisingly a uh, massive presence on Twitter. Their spokesperson ranges from 60,000 followers to 600,000 followers. Upon scrolling through their accounts, America Now has uncovered that None bear posts prior to the start of 2021. Most accounts, like this account, joined Twitter in 2017. The accounts were likely wiped in an effort to preserve their online presence and erased old comments. So somebody went back, deleted all the Taliban's old tweets uh, in order to remain compliant with the guidelines. Whether that was Twitter doing it or them doing it, who knows? But we still cannot, we've got to always think outside of the box here. Things are not always as they seem. It may not be because Twitter wants the Taliban to reign supreme. It might also be because Intel community, uh, Intel intelligence people, officers, and whatnot need the, those lines of communications. Let me know what you guys think. The defense secretary says that the U.S. is not capable of evacuating large numbers of people from Afghanistan. Apparently, there's up to 40,000 Americans still trapped in Afghanistan, and they were completely left there by Biden. In a press conference Wednesday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, the U.S. is not capable of evacuating a large number of people from Afghanistan. Reporter, do you have the capability of, to go out and collect Americans? We don't have the, cap the cap capability to go out and collect up a large number of people. In response to literally saying, can you go and get Americans back home? During the conference, Austin explained that they are pushing military assistance down to the entry points to get as many people uh, through as possible. 
He said that the U.S. is nowhere near where they wanted to be in terms of evacuations. And quite frankly, it's obvious we're not close to where we want to be in terms of getting the numbers through. Now, listen, I'm going to continue reading in just one second. I'm not some military expert. I'm not some foreign policy expert. But hey, if you're going to have your military just one day up and leave an entire country that you have been keeping safe and policing and, and you have American citizens there and U.S. allies and people who are helping the military out, you're just going to go up and leave one day and just leave those people to rot and dip? That is not, first off, who in the military allowed that to even be authorized? Who in the, like, why is everyone, like, why are you even following those orders? If you wanted a proper removal from Afghanistan, at the very bare minimum least, you would say, well, let's gather, let's, let's get all the Americans out of here. Let's give them at least the option to leave and let's offer protection or help the people leave who helped the U.S. government out because they're going to become targets at the very bare minimum. At the very least, that's what they could have at least done. Instead, those people are going to be in for, in for a very difficult time due to the actions of Biden. Austin stated that they will try to evacuate everyone they can until the clock runs out or we run out of uh, capability. Austin was joined by Joint Chief, uh, whatever, General, who added, we intend to evacuate those who have been supporting us for years and we're not going to leave them behind and we will get them out, get out as many as possible. <laughs> we're not going to leave them behind. We're just going to get as many as possible, not all of them. We didn't get them out before doing this. We're just going to get as many as possible, but we won't leave anyone behind. You did not see the contradiction there. Remain laser-focused right now on Hamid, whatever, International Airport. Austin explains, noting that uh, 4,500 troops in, in Kabul helping with the evacuation efforts. Thousands are still stuck at the airport or blocked by Taliban checkpoints on their way there. Austin did not say whether American troops would be sent outside the airport to gather American citizens who are being blocked. Imagine that. If you want to get out of this country, you got to somehow find your way to this airport while the Taliban's stopping you from getting there. Absolutely sick, absolutely insane, absolutely disgusting. They couldn't have done this while they had full occupation in, in this country. They couldn't have done this before leaving. Who in their right minds decides, let's leave before evacuating people? Let's leave all of our billions of dollars worth of the military equipment there before, and just leave. Let's just leave it there. Who, in what world do they think that this was going to not lead into a massive disaster? But no, it's all Trump's fault. CNN says it's Trump's fault. So it's all Trump's fault. He, oh, Biden's just trying to fix Trump's mess by literally creating the biggest mess we've ever seen in probably... Since the Vietnam War, and I don't even see that. Did you hear about it? Just, you just, it's one of those things that's just ingrained in American history as one of the biggest failures to ever come. And Afghanistan, I mean, it was already heading in that direction, but what Biden did just sealed it. It's like you, you don't think that you can at least learn from the past in any way, shape, or form and take a negative situation that was thrusted onto, you know, you, you came into office, same thing with Trump. You come into office, and this is the situation at hand. It's an awful situation. It's very similar to what happened in Vietnam and whatnot. Very awful situation. How do we, how do, let's get it, let's get us out of this situation the best way possible and not go down in history as another giant massive failure of creating a massive problem from an already previous problem. Let's figure out a way to get out of this problem 
in a good way and go down in history as this is how you handle the situation. This is going down in history as don't handle this situation this way. But guess what? Another 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you're going to see me on this podcast again. And I'm going to say, well, look, whatever Democrat was in charge did the same exact thing again. Mark my words. Because these people, this is why they want to erase history. They don't learn from it. They don't want you to learn from it. They don't want the everyday people to learn from history. Because once you learn from history, you say, well, <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it again. Or you should have done it differently. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please don't be like, subscribe, notifications on, do this single day. Go listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps right now. Go subscribe, rate five stars. Give this video a like, share, subscribe. Become a channel member on YouTube, Facebook, whatever you have to do. This show has been getting demonetized a lot because of the topics we talk about. And uh, if, you haven't, if you're watching, you can see, look, I'm my own producer. I do this all myself. I do the editing, uploading. I, I script out the video as much as I can, whatever I got to do. So your support, we greatly appreciate it. And we can eventually, maybe one day, expand the show. Thank you for watching, listening. Peace out.